Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision, build up, become strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Lara, and I'm joined uh, back again with uh, Tom Edwards and John Ackerman. Last week, we had the opportunity to sit down with Zach, who's actually been serving as kind of my mentor coach throughout this process of of running and, and, and the steps I'm taking to move forward in this new habit formation and this new uh, way of life. And, you know, that started a conversation started to, to trend towards mentorship, right? The, uh, the need to find people who have walked the path before us, to find those people to guide us, to show us the way um, when we don't always know, right? It, it's hard for us to to go somewhere we don't know where to go, right? And I think it's easier for us not to ask for that help, but it, it's not always the right choice. And so after last week's conversation, I started thinking, and I was wondering about you guys. I don't know if there's any times or any any things that have gone in your life that made you think about, um, man, I'm really glad that I had somebody to kind of show me the way, even if it's being just a couple steps ahead of you or even just walking the path with you um, to call that a mentorship. Um, so I'm going to kick it to you guys and see if you guys have any similar stories compared to what I've been doing lately with my ultra and Zach Detweiler. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but only in the last five years. <laughs> um, honestly, my my story was one of independence pretty much from youth. And the more that people tried to give me suggestions or advice or input or things like that, uh, the more I resisted and the more yeah. I rebelled or the more I tried to fake it and pretend like mm -hmm. I already knew it. Um, I mean, I, I wanted to learn how to do laundry on my own when I was like, I don't know, nine. Yeah. Because I was tired of my laundry being mixed in with other people's laundry in the house. Like that, that was just sort of par for the course for me of, you know, let me be independent from everybody else. Let me learn how to do things on my own so that mm -hmm. I don't have to mm -hmm. ask for help. Yeah. And so recognizing the hypocrisy of needing to ask to be taught how to do laundry so that I could do laundry on my own. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's not that I was ever unwilling to ask for help, but it was yeah. always give me the least amount of help possible mm -hmm. to launch me into freedom. Yeah. Um, and so it really only has been in about the last five to seven years that I've started to recognize just how arrogant I was for mm -hmm. most of my life. Yeah. Uh, just how closed off I was then from some really valuable relationships that I was missing out on. Right. Um, and just how much richer life is when you don't try to go it alone. Uh, I mean, it takes a lot of pressure off mm -hmm. that I didn't realize I was carrying. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it's really been rather recent you know, from the standpoint of my now almost 38 years that it took me two plus decades, you know, three decades, wow, three decades <laughs> of, of, I didn't realize at the time, but doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I kind of parallel that story. Uh, looking back, there was definitely an independence um, that I, that I was pursuing, but also I think just some of those opportunities, um, weren't presented to me necessarily in the way that, that they are a lot of times. Like when I started teaching, uh, I didn't go through a traditional, you know, ed school program. And so I didn't do student teaching. I didn't, I didn't have a teacher that I was placed with to mentor me through. Um, and then when I got my first job in the classroom, my quote unquote mentor teacher was teaching a totally different subject. And so my experience was just figure it out on your own. Um, and, and so that's what I did. 
Um, you know, so really it's only been the last, I would say probably five to seven years, just like you, John. Um, I think kids was a big shift for us. Uh, you know, we're just like, we need to talk to people that have done this before and, um, make sure that we're not going totally off the rails and going to, you know, end up paying for so much therapy that, (laughs) um, and, uh, and then, like I mentioned on the, on the podcast before, um, you know, when it, when I started thinking through that career switch a couple of years ago, um, you know, that was really the first time that I can remember recognizing that I was out of my depth mm. and that I actually did not have any idea of what the opportunities were and um, what directions I could go in. And, you know, and so that was really the first time that I, I actively sought out um, some mentorship uh, in in my adult life. Sadly, I think for me it's 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 along that same path, and it's funny how I start to recognize how early that started for me, and I recognize that only because of the way I sometimes talk to my boys. Hey, Dad, help me put on my shoes. Oh, you're a big boy. You can do it. You can do it on your own. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, Dad, I can't. I can't. I can't find my pants. Hey, you're a big boy. You can do it on your own. Hey dad, you know, help, help me put these Legos together. You're a big boy. You can do it on your own. And that is that I I hear myself speak. And afterwards I'm like, honestly, it doesn't, I don't hear, hear my own words until Kellen, my, my older boy tells Jonah, Hey, you're a big boy, Jonah. You, you can do it on your own. (laughs) And I'm like, Whoa, hold on, bud. You're your older brother. You're supposed to be teaching him and you're supposed to be coaching him. And it really starts to echo in the back of my mind, like, oh, this kid's saying what, what I've been telling him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've also had to recognize that with Janelle, who's told me, hey, they're not always going to ask for you to help them with their shoes. They're not always going to ask to help you put on their clothes. Mm-hmm. They're not always going to ask to help you do Legos. So take advantage of that time now. And so thinking on that same track, I think about how long it took you, you know, both, you know, 30, 30 plus years to recognize that and how easy, how early on in our lives that is, that is ingrained because I'm on the same path, right? I've constantly gone on to the independent. I can do it on my own. I'm a big boy. I can Mm -hmm. do it on my own attitude. And even today, like I've never finished any of my woodworking projects with anything but this like gel stain, which is cheating. It's just throw it on, wipe it off, call it a day. But for some reason I wanted to take on a real staining project, right? And I was like, I'm going to stain this. It's going to look good. I threw some stain on and it was spotchy. It was all over the place. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? So called up my neighbor. I said, hey, Bob, what's going on with this? What, what did I do wrong? Did you did you condition the wood, Mike? This is this is softwood. You need to condition it first. And I said, what? Like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, man, we're going to have to sand this thing all down and, and condition the wood and, and start over. But I thought to myself, like, how hard would it have been? I mean, yeah, granted, I can Google and YouTube. And I mean, that's a kind of a weird, you know, millennial type of way of of mentorship now. But how hard would it have been me to send a text before I even started to the guy who has like 30 different stains, 20 different bore bristle brushes and and, and rags galore to to stain a project, right? And so, you know, I think about how, for lack of a better term, dumb I am. To not ask for help, right? And that's the first, I mean, you know, they always say the first step is recognizing when you need help. But that, that I mean, the first step for me is realizing, hey, you're a dummy and, and it's okay. You right. don't have, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And and I think that's the maturity in growing is understanding those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. You're not supposed to know. Right. Right. And that, you know, we were joking just before we hit record tonight um, that I spent all day using a, a rented chipper 
in my backyard getting rid of this giant brush pile that I was too afraid to burn because it was huge. And I was afraid I was going to light my house on fire or, you know, all the land around it. And so I'd asked a buddy of mine, you know, where's the best place to get a chipper? Cause I don't know these things. And so he told me and I did and it worked out great. And he happened to come over tonight before, you know, it was time for us to record to drop off a load of gravel that he just happened to have laying around. And as he dropped it off, he sees the pile of mulch that I have in my yard, not the pile that I just chipped, but the one <laughs> that I bought in bags. And he said, Hey, where'd you get your mulch? And I like, I, you know, looked down with my little boy ashamed face. Cause <laughs> I already knew it was the wrong answer. And I was like, Lowe's. He's like, Oh, next time you got to call me. And I was like, dude, Every once in a while, I have to like do something on my own. I can't call you for everything. And he looks at me like, you he's like he didn't say it, but yeah. he's like, you you can call me for anything, right? And I'm telling you guys this story, and Tom's like, and mentorship. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it's exactly that, right? Like, there, there's still this little boy in me that that's striving for independence, even from people yeah. that are trying to help and want to help and and could help. Like there's still this place in me that is like, no, I'm a big boy. I can do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I think there's definitely something in us that, um, and I don't know how innate it is versus, you know, like you were saying, Mike, about how early we just kind of are taught that this is the way to go. But there is, there is this desire that we have uh, to prove ourselves and to go it on our own. And, you know, and that, clashes directly with the need that we bump up against of I need to find somebody that knows what the heck they're doing because I, I have no idea. Um, you know, and, and there is, it seems like there is some level of maturity or wisdom that we need to get to mm-hmm. before we're willing to choke back that independent spirit enough to, you know, call the neighbor that, has stained everything under the sun and, uh, and actually, you know, learn from somebody that's been there before us. Well, Tom, I think it was like what you were saying about, you know, parenting that it feels like as we get older, we start to recognize places where the stakes are just a little bit higher. Mm. I think there's just the, the willingness to recognize that, you know, like Mike, you, you can, you could revert back to that gel stain on that piece of wood mm. and it'd work out well, just like it always has. You could live with a splotchy stain, you know, with this new project and chalk it up to learning, or you can do the hard work of, you know, doing it the way that your friend is recommending. But the more valuable those things are, I mean, if that's the only piece of wood that you have, and if the cost is significant enough that you don't want to have to go back to the store to buy more of this, to do it again, right there, there's suddenly a willingness to listen to someone when there wasn't before. You know, when the cost of screwing up your kids hmm. isn't worth, you know, the, the shot to your pride or, you know, however you want to phrase that of asking for help. I think there's, there's slowly the recognition that it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for me to ask. But right. I think early on, I mean, there, there's no comparable cost to, you know, because we don't know. I mean, there's so much we don't know, but you know, we don't often know the long-term costs of the things that we're trying to do independently so much earlier in life. The, you know, I'll go it alone with, you know, figuring out my career path. I'll go it alone, figuring out my educational path. I'll go it alone, figuring out relationships. 
right? I don't need people's advice. Old people are dumb. They don't know anything. Right. And I think it's only after we get burned a few times Mm -hmm. or get hurt a few times or take the wrong path a few times that we start to realize, I don't want to go down this road again. Mm. Somebody help me. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm taken back to that story that we we had. I think it was back in, you know, Masculine Friendships, John, where you were talking about you and TJ uh, um, having that car ride back and, hey, will you be my friend kind of thing. And 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 I, I feel the same kind of... I don't want to say shame, but you know, like timidness when it comes to mentorship as well, right? Yeah. Oftentimes, like like Tom, I think you mentioned, it, having those opportunities to ask for a mentor, it's hard, right? It's it's one of those situations where I just want it to naturally start to happen, you know, just naturally become, you know, my 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 coach or my you know my mentor. Um, yeah. But it does sometimes take that additional step of of saying, "Hey, dude, like I am looking towards you for for mentorship, or even whoever that person is, I'm looking." to you for, for guidance and for mentorship and for assistance in, in whatever that task may be. And, and I think that takes a, a bit of maturity as well, right? Something that comes with, I don't say practice, but with age, I guess, as, as far as being able to recognize those moments, seeing those moments and saying, hey, I got to be a big boy and I got to ask for help. And I got to say, hey, specifically, I'm, help, I'm asking you because you are the knowledgeable person on this, on this path. Yeah. Well, and go look for it. Right. Yeah, like we right. have to actively be looking for it. You know, you mentioned last week the um the martial arts movies, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's always like, you know, the dude has to climb up this mountain to go find the bearded guy that's sitting on the top of the mountain to, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. to become the, the teacher. Um, you know, we have to we've got to put ourselves out there to do that. But I do think, you know, there is there is some kind of a there's a getting burned is is part of it for sure, because that kind of opens up our eyes to the, you know, I don't want to do that again piece of it, but there does seem to be some uh, perspective, you know, uh, or, or amount of miles under our feet that we need to go um, before we are willing to put ourselves in the place of, um, you know, sitting below somebody for the purposes of learning. Yeah. And I think one of the places that we especially struggle with this is when it comes to I mean, we already talked about all these categories of things that we don't know, but we feel like we should know. And, you know, the shortcuts that we try to take to just get through those things, again, work, relationships, whatever. Um, I think one of the places that we oftentimes realize the least how unaware we are is in knowing ourselves. And, you know, by association, then just how critical mentorship is you know, in in that category of seeing yourself, you know, growing as an individual, not just in a particular category or discipline or things like that, but just how, I mean, it feels like the unasked question for many men, or it's the question that's asked oftentimes with no hope of getting an answer, but it's the, how do I become a better man? Yeah. Or how do I become a man? Right. And, you know, the question in and of itself begs an answer from someone else, right? That's not a question that can be answered by yourself. But I don't know. That also seems like one of the questions. Again, it it seems like it's most often unspoken. And you know, for me, that was one of the transitions five to seven years ago. Was beginning to ask that question of how do I begin to become the person I want to be? You know, forget the categories. Forget better teacher, you know, 
better husband not to diminish those things. But I started to realize that there was a core question that was needing to be, needing to be answered, which was, how do I become a better version of myself that yeah. will then affect all of those other categories? Yeah. And I think that was when I truly began to recognize my need for a mentor because I looked at myself and realized I have no idea how to get myself to some place that I've never been to become a version of myself that I don't know if it's even possible or even what that version could be. I need somebody's help. Somebody is, is something that I keeps ringing to me too. As you say that I often thought in my younger years that I was going to have like one mentor. I was going to have one person who was going to guide me down the path. Right. And uh, it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I realized not everybody has that, <laughs> that those answers, right? You got to, you got to learn different things from different people. Right, I, I've I've often mentioned the book Tribe of Mentors, but that's that's to me such an awesome display of knowledge from so many different types of people, and they all don't say the same things, right? And I think that's that's key too, is that you know the same question, totally different answers from everybody, but that's that's what's important in life is to have those people, those mentors, right? Not just a men, a, a mentor, mentors with it with an S, right? We want to be able to t- find multiple people in multiple uh, points in our life that can kind of teach us different things. They're they're one, they're you know, they're they're one special trait that they have to us. The same thing going back down the other way, right? To kind of provide what you have, right? Um, and so, like for me, you know, I have the stain guy, but I also have you know Zach on 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 running, and and I'm picking up different things from other people um, as far as as you know, just coaching coaching me up in the different areas of life. Well, I think too, you know, and this maybe comes out of the getting burned a couple of times or, you know, whatever it is that, that puts us on this path of seeking out uh, mentorship is, uh, you know, really, I think the question boils down to like, how do I not screw this up? Right. And we get to that point where we, like you said, John, we want to do better and be better. How do I not screw this up? And so like so many times, if I think back to, um, you know, to guys that have mentored me, even for, for, you know, a short period of time or specific uh, things, um, you know, a lot of that wisdom comes out of, here's how I messed up. You know, here's how I did it wrong. Don't, don't go the same route that I went. And then by not replicating those mistakes, we are doing a better job because of the lessons that we receive from them. So here's a question that I struggle with, though, on this topic of mentorship. and it's one that I've meant to ask other mentors and just haven't remembered to ask it in the moment. But there, there is an undeniable energy of youth, right there, there. I mean, granted, there's a lot of stupidity with youth. Like we can just, (laughs) we can preface everything that's going to come after that with, with this, like there's a lot of stupidity in youth, right? Because they just don't know, right? They haven't lived it. But there, there is clearly an intention for the enthusiasm and energy of youth to be put to use. And so what I've always struggled with on this topic of mentorship is how, how do we marry those things? How do we measure? How do we marry the, the, very, the very clear you know, existence of youth and enthusiasm with the need for the young places in us to be mentored. You know, h- how do we marry 
the pedal to the floor of youth and excitement with the brake tapping of slow down, son. Yeah. There's a way things work and there's a time in which things work. What what do we do with that? You know, I think to me, it comes down to, uh, I think your heart in engaging with that mentor and, uh, and the way in which you, you build that relationship, you know, Mike was bringing up last week, kind of the difference between these titles of leader, coach, mentor, um, you know, and I, and I, I kind of get the feeling that mentor is more of like a long-term uh, engagement. It's not a, I'm going to come to you with a specific question. I'm going to get an answer from you and then I'm going to run off and I'm going to do my own thing. Like I am on whatever journey it is. Maybe it's, you know, becoming an ultra runner. Uh, and as I go on that journey, I'm going to keep checking in with you so that we can continue to course correct instead of me just you know, getting my nugget and bouncing and, and doing whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this sounds kind of, you know, negative in terms of the relationship, but almost like the, the mentor can like pull back on the reins a little bit, you know, like, oh, hold on. Because um, here, here's, a, here's a pit that you're going to stumble into if you just go off and, and dash on your own it's hard to not look at this from the mentor perspective. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying we're a lost cause, but we're so far down the, the, the path that we can't really think about our, our youth and using that energy. Right? right. But I think about my sons, I think about my buddy's sons and I think about the importance of maybe not so much telling them, Hey, you need a mentor, but placing mentors in their life right. as naturally as it, as it can be. Right. Um, and kind of like starting early on, um, but for those of us that have already that train's already already passed, um, I think it's it's important to to just recognize that that I don't know. I guess I'm I'm going to be more energetic today than I am tomorrow, right? right. So it's never too late, um, and the best time to start is is now, yeah. right? I mean it's 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 right yeah. now. I mean I'm not I'm not 22 anymore, but I know <laughs> I know that now is the time for me to 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 look for mentors. Now is the time for me to to recognize that, Hey, I don't know everything. I need help. I, I need a mentor. And I think that's the thing that, that the sooner you hear that word, somebody tell you that, or as soon as you hear the, or I guess not even hearing it, cause there's a difference between hearing and listening. And I, and I right. remember that, but it's as soon as that, that at the moment that sinks in, the moment you realize you don't know what, you know, anything, is mm-hmm. the moment you should start looking for help, right? <laughs> the, 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 right? The soon as you can recognize that, go out and look for help. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, again, I'm almost 38 now, but I still, I still vividly remember my 20s and I'm still connected with people that are in their 20s. And so I, I remember the pressure of the 20s of like, what have you done with your life yet? Yeah. Right. Like we, we grew up with, you know, Mark Zuckerberg inventing Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, a, a multi gazillion dollar company in his twenties. And things like that sort of seem to set the benchmark of what have you like, and God bless social media. But I mean, that, that feels like the thing that shows up quite often is the, here's this incredible success story. What have you done with your life at this yeah. point? 
And, and so it feels like there is this pressure on youth of amount to something, right? You know, I've, my high school students are busting their butts to become collegiate athletes, right? Many of them won't, but it feels like there is this pressure to amount to something, right? To be great in your youth. You know, college students are looking at life after college with expectations of high salaries and influence and, you know, things like that right out of the gate. You know, it feels mm-hmm. like there's this pressure to amount to something very, very quickly. Yeah. You never hear young people saying, you know, I, I can't wait to slowly develop over the next five to 10 years. <laughs> right? Like nobody says that. Yeah. yeah no, that's not really many success stories that you hear. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I, I'm uh, just finishing an article um, by a guy who ran his fastest marathons in his 40s mm-hmm. because he had the the time to get coached and mentored and actually figure out how to train smarter than when he was in his 20s and he was just going out and busting it every day. Um you know, and, and so there is the, the slow and steady isn't the, the, you know, exciting and flashy story that yeah. we want it to be, but it, there does seem to be something to that. Culture, culture has really stepped away from being an apprentice, right? We have really stepped away from that. Hey, it's important to learn. It's important to be educated. It's important. It's important to gain experience from people above us and they've really pushed the hey dude you're you're special you're smart you're you know somebody gosh darn it somebody loves you (laughs) go out and do it right go out and do it on your own you don't need anybody else's help and you know i just think about like all the opportunities and and things that you miss right like you know i i was watching the history channel the other day and they were talking about how they like man how did this you know metal worker this you know this blacksmith create this 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 sword and they're going back in time to look at how they were making this this sword and these knives and how they tempered the metal and everything and this is like a lost art right people are no longer doing this but they're, it's like yeah. they go back and they test this metal and it's like stronger than anything they can be made today because of the the time and and, and effort it took in, in learning this trade and i think to myself like wow like what other things have we lost what other things are are we missing out on because we haven't taken the time to slow down taking the time to learn, taking the time to understand the process it takes to build these things. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the things that I've, I've recognized too in my, in my young 37 uh, <laughs> uh, life is that there is, there is things that I need to slow down on, right. Even running, right. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm, I have another guy in my running group that's running like low eights, you know, 10 mile runs. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I am, I huff and puff and I'm still trying to get, you know, 10 and 12, but I just got to remind myself, you know, I got to go slow. I got to go slow and get it done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we were having a conversation with some of our friends just a couple of days ago. And you know, one of the guys who was a little bit younger was talking about this you know, career move coming up and, you know, it was maybe two years out, maybe three years out. And That's the was, same guy running eight minute miles. I bet you. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, he was commenting on, and he was aware enough of the fact that he was speaking from a place of youth. And like, I always, you know, I often tell my students, like you're guys are the oldest you've ever been, right? You, you don't know any better. 
right? It's, it's not right. your fault that you're not 40 and have the wisdom of four decades, right? You're, you're 16, right? You're the oldest you've ever been. And, you know, so our friend was acknowledging that he was speaking from a place of, you know, mid to late 20s, but he was saying, you know, man, two to three year wait for this thing to flesh out at work, that just feels like forever. And as we've been talking tonight, like the, the more I'm just, I'm realizing how significant time is in, I think in many cases, our willingness to be mentored, our willingness to slow down and take a mm. long-term approach to our internal development, to the development of skills, to the development of passions, to the de- development of mastering our bodies and running faster, you know, whatever the thing is, it seems like as, as we get older, in many cases, we start to recognize that time's not maybe running as fast as we think it is. Yeah. Uh, because I think about two years now and I'm like, that's pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have a mentor coach for work and, uh, we were bring, we actually had that conversation come up too about being older and you know i was giving him a, a hard time he's 63 and you know i'm saying like hey dude like you're you're about to retire time's almost over and he gave me a real quick one he said hey you know coach k in college basketball he's 73 years old but i still got time and i'm like <laughs> great point <laughs> great point yeah. yeah but it's you know i find it interesting that the 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 time piece seems to just be something in the way it works mm-hmm. you know yeah. whether we want to talk about the universe or we want to talk about god's kingdom like there is a piece of the way that it is set up that time is just something that we can't get away from yeah. you know because by all measures that friend that we were talking to he is really good at what he does professionally yeah. Yeah. and he has been very successful in early in his career, um, you know, and now he's coming to the point where, you know, it does seem like this next piece is a little bit further out or, or feels a little bit further out, you know, than what's happening. And, and so it's not that he's been dogging it or, or anything like that. It, you know, it just seems to be that there is this necessity of time. And so, <clears throat> we got the chance to uh, actually sit down with Morgan Snyder from Ransom Heart, uh, and, uh, and you'll get to hear that conversation next week. Uh, but if you know anything about Morgan, that time piece is, uh, has been a significant part of his story uh, and now of the, the work that he's doing with, uh, with Ransom Heart uh, and choosing for ourselves to take that time. Uh, he talks about it as a decade of excavation um, in your 30s to 40s, um, to take that time to actually sit under mentors and learn the things that we need to learn. Uh, so Morgan's got a book coming out uh, at the end of the month, and we'll talk about that a little bit next week too, and, and we'll have all kinds of information up on the website and our social media posts next week when that episode drops. But we're really excited uh, about that conversation and, and having the chance to get Morgan on the podcast. Yeah. And, and we don't want to skip right past this. Again, we're going to get to talk to Morgan next week. But the notion of taking a decade to slowly develop internally and externally and to have that decade not come until your 30s. Right? This, this is not 
the fast road. I mean, this is not the yeah. express lane. And so I think like we've been talking about in this episode, one of the things that we're recognizing is that is the better way. It's just not the way that we would often choose in our youth. And it's it's even not the way that we would choose in you know today's culture where microwaving takes too long. Right? <laughs> a, a decade? I mean, are, are you serious? A decade? And yet I, th- I feel like as we sit here, having you know benefited from Morgan's message, and again, I can't wait for you guys to hear from him next week, but you know, we've begun that decade of excavation and we're, we're several years into it now. He's on to something. There, there is a way where slow is better. Mm. Um, so I think for now we'll just, I don't know if we really got anywhere with mentorship. I feel like we just came up with a whole bunch of questions, but I think that's also part of the process of being mentored is beginning to ask the things that you don't have answers to. And instead of just trying to answer them yourself, being willing to benefit from the wisdom of others. And so thank you guys for being with us, you know, as we've talked through mentorship for a couple of weeks now. Um, Thank you for being kind to us as we confess all the ways that we've not been doing this well up until recently. Um, And please let us know what this is looking like for you. Again, we've got our our community Facebook page. So we would love to hear your story of mentorship. We would love to benefit from the wisdom that you've acquired from mentors. Uh, I mean, it's it's a wonderful networking opportunity for us to share, whether literary mentors or real live mentors that others could benefit from. And so we're looking forward to bringing you guys Morgan Snyder next week as a real live mentor who also happens to mentor in literary form. you know, and has some things to offer all men, regardless of age. Uh, so for now, this is John with Mike and Tom. Thank you guys for being part of Strong Towers. See you next week. Hey guys, Tom here. If you like the conversation that we were having uh, this week on the podcast, make sure to give us a a like or a review in your podcasting app. And we'd love for you to join in the conversation uh, beyond just just what we got to talk through this week. So uh, find us on Facebook. We have a private group on Facebook now. You can uh, get to that through our website, strong-towers.com, or on Facebook you can search for We Are Strong Towers. Uh, like I said, it is a private group, so you'll need to ask uh, for us to, to let you in there just to keep it a safe space for guys to engage in, in deep conversation as we look at these topics that are uh, so important to who we are and, and uh, how we approach life. And follow us on social media also at strong underscore towers on Instagram and Twitter.